This is the ticket. At InnovativePlumbing.com. Innovative Plumbing for all. The game is a winning caller next on the ticket ticker. Performance and passion are joined at the hip. They're teammates. They carpool to work every morning. Passion makes the difference in performance. Whether you're talking pro baseball, romance, or running an automobile dealership, passion and performance go hand in hand. Here's two examples. I bought my Jetta at Boardwalk Volkswagen, and it came with a free scheduled maintenance for the first year. And so I went back, and I got my free oil change. And when it was ready, I saw a tiny little box with the VW logo on my dashboard. It was breath mint. How cool is that? One morning, I dropped off my Audi over at Boardwalk and uh, got my free loan car and was headed down to the office near the Galleria and realized I left my office key on my Audi key ring. But it turned out to be not a big problem because one of the boardwalk guys actually volunteered to drive to my office and give me my keys. The moral of all these boardwalk stories is the same. Passion enhances performance every time. If you're ready to experience some passion performance for yourself, visit one of the boardwalk auto group dealerships. Boardwalk Volkswagen, Boardwalk Audi, Boardwalk Porsche. The Ticket. Ticket, ticket. Game above 500 at 11-10, 3-0. After their 2-0 shutout of the Devils, Frank Para Auto Group and the Satellite Guy bring you the picker. Marty Turco stopped all 21 shots he faced. Dave Tippett was happy with the effort. Positioning-wise and uh, just confidence with the pockets uh, in an intense, big game. That's the Marty we'd like to see. Stars play Los Angeles on Sunday. Texas is almost insured a BCS berth after their 46-15 spanking of A&M. Horns have won four straight over the Aggies. As for A&M, it's their worst season since 1982 at 4-8. In the North, Nebraska wins over Colorado 31-22. And LSU beat up on Arkansas 55-24. The Bossbuster trade of the offseason happened between the Red Sox and Diamondbacks. Kurt Schilling waived his no-trade clause to join the Bo Sox for two years with a year option on a contract. In exchange, the D-backs get pitchers Casey Fossum and Brandon Lyon. Mavericks lose on the run to Denver 113-110. It was the second straight loss for the Mavericks. Our next ticket ticker is at 10-10, breaking sports news first, guaranteed. I'm Layla, reminding you to remember the time you spend listening to the T-Box weekend on Sports Radio 1310, the ticket. Radio 1310, the ticket. The lava lamp of Metroplex Radio. Fun to look at, but not that bright. Hmm. 9.52 on Sports Radio 1310, the ticket. The T-Box is wrapping things up. You know, Corby, you're a heck of a nice co-host. Thank you. I'll take you anytime. Thank you very much. I've worked very hard to uh, become that nice co-host. <laughs> uh, we're wrapping things up from... On the Green Golf Center, up here in Allen, off of McDermott and Central. If you're uh, in the market for anything in the world of golf, come on out here today because they have deals going on all day long. They can yep. take care of anything as far as the world of golf goes. They have everything up here. Look at all the gifts that you can I mean, look at the gift center. I know. Yeah, there's a virtual gift center. Yep, it's like Perfect. a Walmart for golf. And, you know, the one thing that my parents, because they never know what to get me for Christmas because I never tell them anything. It always ends up being golf stuff, which if you play golf, you can't have enough of it. Can you ever have enough golf balls? No. Never. Nope. Never can you I can have enough golf balls. Or golf gloves. How many golf gloves? Oh, my God. You know, what a great gift that is, and people don't realize it. But If someone know, gave me two golf gloves, I would be so happy over, like, a shirt. 
Yeah, I would take two golf gloves in a heartbeat, you know, because I have enough golf shirts and stuff, but you, you run through that stuff, especially oh. balls and gloves and, and, and junk like that. Yeah. I mean, you can never, and, and, and a new bag, which I got for Christmas last year from my wife. You know what? Very good gift. One of the most underrated gifts in the world, too, is a golf towel. Sure. I always get so nasty by the end of the year, and then i got to go wait to play in some sort of tournament to be able to get one. Yeah. For 10 bucks. What a great gift. Come on up here uh, to Allen if you're up here in the area. Very easy to get to, right off Central and McDermott. Now, yesterday, are Ben and Skin there, by the way? Uh, yes. Hello, boys. Good morning, guys. Good morning. Hey, I, I enjoyed hearing about your sticky towel. Easy. <laughs> Where are y'all? Oh, we're out at uh, Car Toys in South Lake. Okay, either you guys are really overmodulated or the return here is bad, but whoever the engineer is out there better fix it and fix it fast. Skin is actually engineering today also. Sorry, oh, yeah. Sorry about that. Hey, right. you sound a lot better. Thanks. Did you guys watch Maverick game last night? No, no, didn't. Uh, oh, yes, yes, I did. I'm sorry, yes. I didn't know they played. You know, if Sean Bradley ever gets into a game ever again, I mean, he was so bad last night. He he they let he just he's terrible. God, he is so bad. But that kind of blows our 10:30 segment, which was Sean Bradley is the MVP of the game last night. You know what though? Yeah, for Denver. You know what though? I will say this. He's he's a big part of the reason that they got back into the game with the zone defense that we're playing. We're going to break that down as well. Zone defense? What are you kidding? Deshaun Leonard was shooting threes on the side of the corner all damn time they were playing that zone because nobody would go out and guard them. Don't blow our 1050 segment, please, sir. We're killing your whole show. Hey, Corby, I got a question for you. Yes, sir. Uh, I was listening to the radio yesterday, listening to the ticket, Sports Radio 1310. And I heard your review of 21 grams. Yes. Yeah, and I got really excited. I think I'm going to go see it today. You need to. And uh, I heard you talking about not knowing any of the people that, that were involved in that movie. Can I recommend a movie to you, Corby? Yes. It is called Amoris Peros. And it is a popular movie that you can find at local video stores in and around where you live. Right. And it's the same director that did 21 grams. And I think you'll really, really like it. Spanish guy, right? Uh, Mexican guy. Oh, it's Mexican. Yes. Wow. And uh, the dude that shot that film has done a bunch of American films. He did uh, 25th Hour. I don't know if you saw yeah. that. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, the, the dude that made that movie is a really good filmmaker, and I think you'll dig Omoros Paris, and I want you to watch it and think of me when you do so. Now, is it is it an American film, or is it a Mexican film with subtitles? It's got subtitles, but it's such a cool movie. Because you know I don't read. No, you don't have to read. It's actually it's a, it's a, it's a story about mimes. Uh, so there's no dialogue, so you won't have to worry about that. However, they are Mexican mimes, but uh, no, you'll love it, man. So, so wait a second. You're recommending a, a movie about mimes? Yeah, sure. Corby, can I recommend a wall to watch being painted? Um, I don't know what you're doing later. But Over the mime film? Well, no, just, you know, maybe later on the same in the evening. I'd like to recommend mimes watching a wall being painted. <clears throat> All right, so what you guys got today? More crap like that. Yeah, we're basically uh, going to talk a little Dallas Cowboys football. The question begs to be asked, where do they go from here? That's a fabulous question to ask. <laughs> it is, and it will be asked uh, during the presentation. We're also going to have uh, author of a new book on the Dallas Mavericks called Tales from the Dallas Mavericks. Jamie Aaron will be joining us. You know, today. I got that book. Matter of fact, that was kind of the running gag in the office because we all got that book. Right. And so we each kept trying to stuff that book back into our respective mailboxes well it apparently ended up in ours to see who got more of the books you know 
So I ended up getting like 12 books. And, and they were all signed, like, to me personally by Jamie Aaron. But interestingly enough, everyone's handwriting was a little bit different. So. <laughs> a little misdirection. Yeah. So he's going to come on the air. I've been wondering who that guy is. Yeah, he's going to jump on with us. He's a AP writer. Uh, here locally, and uh, he's a great guy. And it's, it's a pretty good book, just basically an overall history of the Mavericks. So we're going to have him. He's going to jump on with us at 1030. Wonderful. Mm. You guys have stooped to having local authors on your show. We, yeah. say, we like to say stoop, actually. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to stoop a local author. All right, did you guys watch the Aggies yesterday? Yes. Do you guys have any rooting interest in that game one way or the other? Uh, I'm a horn, baby. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I've walked out of UT twice, so I had a boy. Had a boy. If you're an Aggie fan, and I know, if you listen to Mike and Greg talk, they they're just saying, "Don't worry, it's you know, Fran will fix this thing. He'll he'll turn it back around or whatever." But this is as bad as that team has been since I've been alive. Well, you know what? I know I know that you weren't alive during the Jackie Sherrill years, but this team was about that bad his first year and then went on a miraculous run until every one of their players was in violation of the NCAA. So right. I expect another glorious run for the Aggies here. I had breakfast with Mike and Greg this morning, and we had this conversation. Oh, you did? Yeah, and they were telling me not to worry about it because, you know, I, I do sometimes worry even though I have no rooting interest in NM. They look horrible, like embarrassingly bad. Man, that, that team has nothing left. Corby, I think you'll get a kick out of this. I actually had to watch that game in a Thanksgiving-related road trip in Oklahoma yesterday with a guy who's a diehard OU fan. And every uh, just constantly <laughs> Who was he rooting for? He was, he was just, he just wanted to make fun of me more than anything. Yeah. And uh, the Somehow. whole game, he was like, Hey man, what would happen if A&M came out in those uniforms, man? I'm sorry. It's all right. It's, it's, I'm sorry. It's complete. We're having that guy on at 11:30. Oh good. Yeah. <laughs> Did he write a book? He wrote a book called Hanging Out with Ben on Thanksgiving. It's yeah. coming out next year. We'll get you an autographed copy. It's very embarrassing though if you're an Aggie fan because this is they are so pathetic. And you know that OU game whenever they lost 77 to nothing. The funny part about that is I heard that in Alabama, where they hate Coach Fran, obviously, that Alabama was playing that day at home, and they didn't relay the score to the, you know, they were running down the, how they always do at different stadiums, they'll run down the scores at the quarter break or whatever, Well, they never mentioned the Oklahoma A&M score until after it was over with. And so they said, this is the way they pronounced the score at the game. They ran through every single score in the country, and then they said, and in Norman, Oklahoma, Texas A&M zero, and then there was like a long pause because everyone cheered because, you know, they didn't want the Aggies to score. Oklahoma, 77. Okay, read it like a girl would say a score, you know. And they said the place went nuts. Like that was the biggest cheer that that stadium had the entire day. And Alabama won that day was when they announced that Coach Fran got beat 77 to nothing. Boy, how tough of a year was it for him this year? Oh, my God. Having to go through that. I mean, it was the years he's had the last couple of years. He had to lose a game 77 to nothing. It was wonderful, Craig. That was a magical day in my life. One that I'll never forget. <laughs> get your shots in now, Baruda. Yeah, that's what I hear. That's what Grego tells me. Yeah, just get your shots in now. Things are changing down there. Well, all right. We are done. You guys can take over. Congratulations on the 10 to noon time slot, which you have officially won from me and my, my cohorts. Now I'm preceding you and introducing you. So, by how the tide has turned, yep, it has. We need to thank On the Green for having us out here. 
and uh, you can still come out and get some good deals. Thanks to Brittany and Angel, our ticket chicks, and yes. everybody else who helped us today. So, Fabulous. Craig, enjoyed it. Hopefully we'll get to do it again some other time. Thanks, Corb. Doubt it. Yeah, probably not, but whatever. I can always hope. Ben and Skinner next on the ticket. The ticket. KTTK Dallas Fort Worth. KTDK Sherman Denison. KTDK Sanger. Ready? Hook my mic up, please. Make, her, make the bass come out so clear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Please. What is the philosophy of the show? Um, it's kind of like trailer trash. Ben and Skim. You are a fan. That's Ben. You are a tiny. And Skim. Can I talk about what I did last night? Well, it depends on what you did last night. Is it something personal that maybe makes someone feel embarrassed or uncomfortable? No. Last night, uh, I hear the six. I beg your pardon? In America, we don't discuss that. But she was a nice high five. <laughs> Ready? On Sports Radio 1310, the ticket. This is Ben and Scan subbing in for the rant today, and we are out at Car Toys in South Lake. I'm Ben Rogers, joined by Skin. Ben, pleasure to be on with you here at Car Toys. A better way to go. Dude, why was that the best mix we've ever had with the T-Box? Did we mix with them? Yes. No. I don't know why. It was because Corby was there. I know. It's always so wheels off when we mix with those guys, but having Corby yeah. there is gravy. I loved it. It was, because you normally, you, you've been very open about hating Craig, and even though... No, I like Craig. Oh, okay. i got to go. What? <laughs> I harbor ill will towards the ticket in Susquehanna in general now. Well, there's Gordo jumping on there's it. Gordo. But you know what? It, it was great to be able to mix with Corby. Usually you can hear uh, Corby and Gordo and Davey uh, do the rant. But uh, the last Saturday of each month, we sub in for them. And we've got a great show for you today. Again, we are out at Car Toys. Come and see us out here. We're out in Southlake. The address 2550 East Southlake Boulevard mm -hmm. at Kimball in Southlake. And this is just basically their huge... Thanksgiving four-day sale. It's a blowout, uh, Benny Boy. It's an absolute blowout. It is, and there's already uh, a lot of people out here, and there's many, many deals to be had. You can save hundreds of dollars throughout the store. Practically everything is on sale now for everyone on your list. And a lot of times when you buy somebody a, a Christmas gift, and, and by the way, you better start your shopping now. When is Christmas? Too many times we buy people lame gifts. But if you ask any male that you have to buy a gift for, what would you like? Would you like something from Car Toys? Yes. They go bananas. Yes, they would like something Absolutely from Car Toys. It doesn't bananas. matter what it is. Buy a stereo. Buy a phone. A lot of people go to these little phone shops to do their, their little phone deals. Go to a Car Toys. Get your, get your cell phone hooked up there, man. They've got great deals. Bring in your phone bill. You'll be amazed at what they can do today to uh, to get you hooked up. Yeah, I'm excited for you, Ben, because you've got a, you've got a very nice ride. You've got the rims that don't quit. But you don't have the bumping sound to go for a whip like you got. And you promised me today 
that you're going to really lace your ride oh. with just the booming system. And I can't wait to ride home and listen listen to some tunes in your new system oh. that you got here at Car Toys. Trust me, I'm going to be hitting switches on the way home, my friend. Yeah. Hitting switches. we got an action-packed show for you today. Uh, we're going to start off with a little Dallas Cowboys talk, and we're going to talk about what the Cowboys need to do from here. Uh, we're going to have an author of a new book, Tales from the Dallas Mavericks, Jamie Aaron. Yeah. will be on with us at 1030. At 10.50, we will once again expose the seedy underbelly of this, the world, in Radio Pork, the Ben & Skin staple. That is a staple band, and we will staple it. At uh, 11.10, we'll get into a little Dallas Mavericks breakdown of the game last night, explain to you why they lost, and we'll break down Sean Bradley's play and let you know if he did suck as bad as it seemed that he did suck. And then at 11.30, we'll get back into the little Cowboys. Is the secret out in a copycat league? Has it been exposed? Do people know? How to beat the Dallas Cowboys, and I think they do. I don't want to answer that question now, Ben, because I want people to listen in at 1130. <laughs> then at 11.50, we've got uh, a riveting Thanksgiving uh, road trip story that happened in, in my personal life that I'm going to share. I with can't you. wait to hear this. It might lead to a divorce. I cannot wait but to you know, a divorce. That's how much I care about the show's content. I'm willing to lay it out there online. So 11.50, tune in for that. Well, all right. But again, right now, where do the Cowboys go from here? We're going to break that down with you. We are at Car Toys in Southlake. This is Ben and Scan on Sports Radio 1310, The Ticket. This is Dallas Fort Worth's original all-sports radio station. Sports Radio 1310, The Ticket. The Ticket, established in 1994. Built in Texas by Texans with big-name guests. Sports information every 20 minutes on The Ticket Ticker at 10, 30, and 50 past the hour. Local personalities that live here and talk about the teams here. And breaking sports news first. Guaranteed. The home with a hot sports opinion and hot ticket. Well, surprise, surprise. This is Sports Radio 1310, the ticket. If we've proven one thing, we've proven you can do this as good as we can. Radio 1310, The Ticket. Breaking Cowboys news first, guaranteed. 
Ticket tickers at 10, 30, and 50 past the hour. This is Sports Radio 1310, The Ticket. This is The Ticket. KTCK, Dallas-Fort Worth, KTBK, Sherman-Denison, KTDK Sanger. Thank you. 
kick off of the Battle of the Iron Skillet is at 2, pregame with Windless Rich Phillips and the gang is at 1.30 on Sports Radio 1310, the ticket. Checking out the other finals in college football, Cedric Benson rushes for 283 yards and four touchdowns as Texas drills A&M 46-15. LSU whipped Arkansas 55-24 and in the Big 12 North, Nebraska wins over Colorado 31-22. Star shout out the Devils 2-0. Bill Guerin scored his 15th goal of the season in the game. It was also his seventh on the power play. Mavericks losing Denton, Denver 113-110, and Swan Walker had 30 points and 15 rebounds in the game. That's the ticket ticker, service of Kleenex tissue. Germs like the news travel fast with three germ blocking layers. Kleenex with the soft tissues helps stop the spread of germs. Thank goodness for Kleenex tissue. Our next ticket ticker is at 10.30, breaking sports news first, guaranteed. I'm Layla, reminding you to remember the time you spent listening to Ben and Skin weekends on Sports Radio 1310, the ticket. SMU, TCU, the battle of the iron skillet and the end of the regular season today at Gerald J. Ford Stadium. Join Rich Phillips for the play-by-play beginning at 1.30 on Sports Radio 1310, the ticket. 1014 on Sports Radio 1310, the ticket. Ben and Skin out at Car Toys in uh, Southlake. It's at 2550 East Southlake Boulevard at Kimball in Southlake. And we're going to be here from 10 to noon. Uh, Come out here, register to win ticket t-shirts, sidekicks tickets, gift certificates to Razoo's, and uh, man, besides all the things we're going to be giving away, besides the opportunity to meet Skin, you can actually come out here and enjoy some incredible savings at Car Toys. This is their Thanksgiving four-day sale. Check this out. Come out here. You can get a free camera phone after the rebate. Get a color screen phone for only a penny after rebate. Get up to $250 in rebates and savings throughout the store. There's never been a better time to get a new phone for the holidays or just for yourself. And, and now you get to keep the same phone number because there's been a lot of changes in cell phone laws and whatnot. There has been a lot of changes in the law, Ben. And, you know, the entire Metroplex, by the way, I know they're, they're riveted by the, the TCU-SMU thing, but I can't get past the fact that the Battle of the Iron Skillet sounds like the name of one of the Wu-Tang records. Every time I hear that <laughs> reference, I think of, like, a Jizza offering or something. But, but we're not here to talk about that, are we, Ben? No, we're not, Skin. And, and if you're wondering, where the rant is, well, Ben and Skin, we sub in for the rant on the last Saturday of each month, and we're happy to do it. They'll be back in the regular time period next weekend. Uh, coming up at 10.30, a new book every Mavs fan should know about, uh, Tales from the Dallas Mavericks, a collection of the greatest court stories ever told by Jamie Aaron. Yeah. Uh, we're going to get into that. Then, uh, of course, Radio Pork, the uh, CD underbelly of This is the World at 10.50. But right now, we're going to get into a little Dallas Cowboys talk, and if you'd like to join us, feel free to jump on the phones, 214-787-1310, or pound 1310 in your PCS wireless. The question begged to be asked, and we asked it, where do they go from here? Where do these Dallas Cowboys go from here, Skin? Well, I think here's here's the way I look at it, Benny Boy. I, you know, and we said this the times we've gotten a little little air time, had a chance to talk some Cowboy football. We're like, and we, we were probably wrong in and not giving the Cowboys enough credit. But I thought, you know, we both thought there was a lot of overreacting early on in the season. Hey, five and one is five and one. But I, I just thought there was a little too much joy and adulation over what the squad was. Well, they had this loss against what I think is a pretty damn good Miami team, a team that's eight and four. And now it's like the walls are tumbling down and everyone is completely panicking. Hey, here's the deal. If Philly, I mean, Philly's got to go to Carolina and play on Sunday. They lose that game. 
and it seems like, you know, then it's back to square one and all your problems are gone away. Now, I realize there were some things that were exposed on Thursday, but these are things about the defense and about the team in general that we probably knew going into the season, right? Right. I'm right there with you. And it's not, you know, the, the whole reason that the Cowboys had a chance this season was because of the parity in the NFL. There's All the teams are the same. Any week, any given team could beat another team. The worst team could beat the best team. Coaching means so much now. And, and that's why the Cowboys had tasted success. So I agree with you. There's no reason to overly hit the panic button right now. But the manner in which the Cowboys lost that game to the Dolphins does send up a few alarm signals because, it, you know, if you consider it a boxing match or, you know, if you think, well, Mike Tyson, he's a great fighter, well, he just got, you know, he just got his ass kicked by a tomato can in a lot of ways. He because, got busted in the grill. Yeah, he got completely busted in the grill on national television, 40 to 21. The way in which they were dismantled is cause for alarm, I think. And, and because when you look at when you look at how the Cowboys won the Carolina game, obviously their biggest win of the season against a great team. You know, it took some trickery. It, it took an option play, and it, you know, there was a there was a, a little bit of duct tape, uh, some mirrors, and a fog machine involved in that win. It's you know, it's a win nonetheless. But you brought this up before this Miami game. How can the Cowboys rely on those types of gimmicks to get their running game going? Because you know, this is a copycat league, and people are going to see what you're doing to be successful, and you're not going to get away with things that are too far outside the box. So you know, just. You just wonder, where do the Cowboys go from here? And they're going to have to win two out of the next four games to have ten wins and, and to secure a playoff spot for sure. Only two ten-win teams have missed the playoffs since the NFL expanded to six teams per conference. So you think if the Cowboys can go ahead and get two wins out of these next four, they'll be fine. Yeah, and, and listening to you know the sound of your voice, Ben, it's almost like you're worried that Troy Hambrick had two carries for three yards. Why should you be alarmed with such amazing numbers being piled up? But that is the situation. And, you know, I, I think when we're talking about the Cowboys, you know, some of the things – I've been really, to be honest with you, I've been blown away by what they've been able to do up to now. But conversely, I'm not worried about what I saw in the Miami game because of the way the NFL is. It's To me, it's not out of – you know, it's okay to have a couple of blowout games. This is one of those games where things did not go their way. Now, I, I think from the start – uh, you know, they, they got victimized early uh, on defense, going down the field, and they were never able to recover. But really, to me, if, if that ball is not knocked out of Quincy Carter's hands on that first drive of the, of the second half, it really could have been a much different game. And I, I, it was almost like they were resigned to lose at that point because so much of what they'd been able to do had been predicated on the fact that their defense was holding. Their defense was holding. And Miami had the perfect game plan uh, to counteract that. Now, that happens throughout the course of the year. I personally have confidence that when they come back and play Philly, and of course, uh, going into that game, it's going to be tough to determine. Uh, you know, uh, talking the day before Philly goes to play at Carolina, it's tough to determine what what the environment's going to be surrounding that game. But it's not out of the question, you know, for Parcells to make all the proper adjustments. You know, I think one way to look at it is look at the Atlanta game. I mean, that was a game where they were completely exposed defensively in the second half. Atlanta was able to throw downfield. They were able to pick up uh, defensive penalties against Cowboys, and the adjustments were made. I feel like the defensive adjustments will be made, and like you said, they really only have to win two out of four. So when you look at the schedule, you know, you still got to feel pretty good about their chances to, to get in the playoffs. Yeah, I do feel good about their chances to get into the playoffs, and I don't think 
it's all going to come down to this Philly game. Even if they lose this Philly game, all they got to do is win two out of the last three. And I think that's that's very possible, especially these teams that they're going to play here to end the season, Washington, the Giants, and New Orleans, aren't necessarily very good teams. So we'll just have to see what happens. But we should all be reminded that the Chargers started 8-4 and four last year, lost their final four games, and missed the playoffs. So it is possible. Sure. And uh, just like you said, there's no reason to knee-jerk too much over this Miami loss, but there was certainly no reason to be too overconfident from you know from that strong start that eight three start and you hear Cowboys fans saying who scares you who scares you well the Cowboys scare me as a Cowboys fan the Cowboys themselves scare me because this, there's so much parity in this league if they beat themselves if they turn the ball over and they have a bunch of penalties you know they can beat themselves and anybody can win any game so when you're looking at Washington the Giants and the Saints you're saying yeah they're not very good you know what they're all the teams are pretty close so anything can happen yeah, and you know what? The team that beat the Cowboys Thursday, I'm not so sure. I mean, there's a lot of people thought going into the year that that was the, that was going to be the, the Super Bowl champion. That was going to be the team to come out of the AFC. So I think, you know, it's disappointing the way in which they lost. And, yes, a lot of things were exposed uh, about the Cowboys' defense that a lot of people thought were pretty solid in the first place. But, again, you know, the team that beat them, they're 8-4, too. Yep. All right, let's go to Darnell and Dallas. Sean with Ben and Skin on Sports Radio 1310, the ticket. What's up, man? Hey, Darnell. Say, man, I, I want to tell you this. I think uh, the Cowboys, I like them, but I like them lose the rest of the way out. Simply reflect because they're playing over their head to start with. And I think all they're doing is playing away good draft choices, which will help the team in the future, because even if they make the playoffs, they're not going any further than the first round. And then they don't get the draft choice they really need that people can help come and help the team now. They just they too high up there to get the good draft choices. So they don't get them, and then they in the same situation next year. But if they play with the talent level they have, and Parcell got them playing over the head. That's all it is. He got them playing better than what they right. are. Right, and thanks for calling in, Darnell. And, and Darnell should unleash the beast, by the way. I just wanted to say that. You know, it's, it, and that's, a, that's an interesting perspective. Now, some short, you know, some Cowboy fans with a with a short view of just looking at things immediately would say, well, you're not a Cowboys fan if you're not rooting for them to win. But that's a that's a good stance to have because you're looking at the overall general big picture. And this is Parcells' first year here, and it's going to take a while to get his personnel and to implement his system. Right now, they are overachieving with what they have. But based on what I've seen, all the parity in the league and so forth. And based on what I've seen about Parcells' style, if the Cowboys had a playmaking running back, if they can go get one in the draft or get one in free agency, and Parcells can actually dominate a game, dominate the clock, keep his defense off the field the way he wants to, I mean, they could be good in this league for several years. It's much bigger than, this, than just this year. You get the Cowboys a pass-rushing defensive end, you get them a, a playmaking running back, all of a sudden, you're talking a potential dynasty for three or four or five years. Yeah, you know what's amazing is they have been able to do what they do without a running game and without a passing game. I mean, really, what is their offense? What is the identity of their offense? It's been, you know, don't turn the ball over at key times. The, the, the few games that they have done that are the games that they've been beaten outside of the Washington game because Washington is so pathetic, one of the teams left on their schedule. Um so it's a situation where I don't even, you know, what is their offensive identity? They've done all this really by out-coaching and being more prepared uh, than their opponents. And then, you know, you can make the argument the Miami game, uh, they got out-coached and it was a loss. Yeah, and I think more than anything, the Cowboys, I mean, 
too many times they go up against teams that are just more talented than them. They don't have that much talent. They are, they're decent, but they've got superior coaching, and that's not going to get it done week in, week out. It'll give them a shot, but, you know, they, they're, they are going to take some losses. You know, it's funny about what Dude just said about, you know, getting the high draft pick going into the year. That's one of the things that you and I were talking about. Hey, you know, this will be one more year where he'll weed out the spares, we'll get a good draft pick, and then move on next year. But it's one of those deals where, what, are you going to push away the success that they've had? In? I mean, nah. what, are you going to throw the games away? It doesn't make sense because, like you said, it is a league of parity. Yeah. And, and you know the phrase, uh, who scares you? Well, conversely, you know, the Cowboys don't scare anybody either. It's just a situation where they've been able to do it, like you said, duct tape, smoke, and mirrors, and they're still 8-4. and four. And if you look at the schedule, aside from the game at Philly, I mean, I, I don't see how they – I mean, I would feel good about beating Washington. I would feel good about beating the Giants at home. And uh, I would feel solid about beating New Orleans the last game of the year. Yeah, and there's the thought that, hey, the last thing you want to do is be in that limbo land of a team that just makes the playoffs and loses. You either want to be one of the worst teams in the league or you want to have a shot to win it all. And I, in this situation, based on the way the league is, I agree with you. Once you have a shot, you go for it, man. Go for you it. get in the tournament just because the, the simple fact that there's not a really, really dominant team. Once you get in, anything can happen at all. Yeah, it's not like the haves and the have-nots. It's just everybody's just kind of there. All right, quickly, let's go to Chuck in Arlington. You're on Ben and Skin on Sports Radio 1310, The Ticket. Hey, guys. Hello, Chuck. Hey, uh, I just wanted to uh, – and you're right, sir. I mean, I think that the Cowboys are probably a first or second-round team. Then that's it. You know, let's let's, let's keep our reality in perspective here. Uh, Grego was talking last night, and this is one of the reasons I called in, is that Grego was saying last night after the Carolina game, everyone's talking Super Bowl. I didn't hear that myself. And anybody that does talk Super Bowl, you send them over to me because I need to slap them. <laughs> handle, but, uh, handle up, Chuck. Handle up. Right, man. Uh, the Miami game, it was disappointing to see how poorly we played. Um, I don't think that we were ready. Uh, you know, I really don't know what happened, but we, you know, we got our asses kicked. Um, but I do think that you know, we're a year away at least from being, being really serious with this. Yeah, Chuck, and I appreciate you calling in, and I, I think uh, it wasn't a football typhoon that happened. I mean, they're still eight and four, yeah. and they're still you know have a chance to even win their division, not just squeezing as a wild man. Card. You you hit the nail exactly on the head. When there was no reason to be overconfident about being eight and three, there's no reason to say it's the end of the world. Now it is what it is. Any team can win any given week. The worst team could beat the best team. The best team can lay an egg to the worst team. Anything is possible. But uh, you know what? I kind of like it like that. It's it's a lot of fun. But especially if you don't have a bunch of studs. Like yeah, especially if you don't have a bunch of studs. I'm but, loving this. Man, the future is so, so bright for this Cowboys team, regardless of what happens this season. Good and football is back. Really, really excited about that. And we're going to get back into the Cowboys as well. We're going to, at 1130, we're going to talk about is the secret out in a copycat league? Do teams know exactly what it takes to beat the Cowboys? We're going to get into that. At 1110, we're going to break down the Mavs road woes as they continued last night. But coming up next... An author of a new book, Tales from the Dallas Mavericks, a collection of the greatest court stories ever told. Jamie Aaron will be on with us to discuss his new book, and uh, we look forward to doing that with you next, right here on Sports Radio 1310, The Ticket. Yes. Troy Aikman is on The Ticket, Thursday mornings at 810 with Gentleman Miller. The passing game as sophisticated as what the St. Louis Rams is, for instance. I would, I would say no, it's not. Now, that, that, that's no reflection on Quincy Carter. I'd say when Chan Gailey was here, our offense wasn't you know, as sophisticated as some of the high school teams in the state. Troy Aikman, Thursday mornings at 810 with Gentleman Miller. And Michael Irvin, Thursday afternoons at 610 with a hard line.
If we've proven one thing, we've proven you can do this as good as we can. Welcome to Sports Radio 1310, The Ticket. We're talking Cowboys. Sports Radio 1310, The Ticket. The Ticket. Sports Radio 1310, The Ticket. The station everyone can agree on at work. Dallas-Fort Worth area stores or visit Hellsburg.com. I'm Layla. The New Jersey Devils are winless no longer. Next on the ticket ticker. Hi, I'm Pat Summerall for the good folks of James Wood. If you've been waiting for the right time to buy a vehicle, wait no more. James Wood and Chevrolet. We're driving Texas with great deals that are too big to pass up. Auto buyers today shop smarter than ever. We know people hold out for the best incentives before they buy. So at James Wood, we're giving you a guarantee. From now until the end of November, we are offering a never-seen-before rebate guarantee on our entire selection of 2004 Chevy GMC full-size sport utility vehicles. If the current national rebate of $3,500 ever increases before August the 1st of 2004, I'll write you a check for the difference. So don't wait to purchase your 2004 Suburban.
Welcome to Sports Radio 1310, The Ticket. Guys, talking about our teams in our town. Sports Radio 1310, the ticket. Breaking sports news first guaranteed. Sports Radio 1310, the ticket. KTCK Dallas Fort Worth, KTDK Sherman Denison, KTDK Sanger. Community, innovative plumbing services, and the Freitas Collision Center. A message from Sports Radio 1310 The Ticket. The Ticket. New Jersey's 13-game unbeaten streak and a 2-0 shutout. Wingstop brings you the ticker. Dave Tippett says this win could be the start of something. We've got a team that's doing a lot of very good things right now, but the basis for it all is, is the hard work, and we have to continue that. Stars are now a game above 500 at 11-10, 3-0. Some notable finals today in college football. Texas is almost ensured a BCS berth after their 46-15 win over A&M. Longhorns are now 10-2 on the year and 7-1 in the Big 12. LSU will play for the SEC title after their 54-24 win over Arkansas and Nebraska beat Colorado 31-22. Mavericks play without Dirk Nowitzki and lose to Denver 113-110. Antoine Walker scored 30 points and Michael Finley knocks 20. Pitcher Kurt Schilling is now a member of the Boston Red Sox. He was traded from Arizona to Boston for pitchers Casey Fossum and Brandon Lyon. Schilling will get a two-year contract with a year option. And rumors out of Oklahoma announcing that Arizona will announce the hiring of Oklahoma co-defensive coordinator Mike Stoop as its new football coach later today. Our next ticket ticker is at 1050, breaking sports news first, guaranteed. I'm Layla, reminding you to keep a secret staff with the ticket flash. Order yours today by logging on to theticket.com. Bob, Dan, and Bob Knight talk about college hoops and life as the general. Thursdays at 210 on Bad Radio. Brought to you by Van Chevrolet, Outlet Computers, and Sports Radio 1310, The Ticket. 1035 on Sports Radio 1310, The Ticket. Been in scan with you on a Saturday morning, filling in for the rant. As always, we'd like to give a big shout-out to the Alpaca Liberation Front. And we like to say hola, amigo, to our homies in Spain listening on 1700. Ben, we're at Car Toys today. It's the perfect day to be here. People love to shop the weekend after Thanksgiving. And this is a dynamite place to come do it. A lot of deals. You know, uh, if you're into the, the satellite radio, they can lace you with that. Uh, the XM radio, that's a beautiful thing. If you want to buy a uh, Panasonic deck over 200 bucks, you'll get a free DVD. There's really, 
I can give you a million reasons to come here, and I can't give you a single reason not to come here. You know what? I've got a, a reason to come here. I Tell just, me that. I just overheard a phone call that they got here at the front desk. Somebody from one of their top competitors sent a customer here, and I, I won't say the name, but they were like, "Are you?" I heard the guy here at the desk. He was like, "What? They told you to call here?" Hmm. That just leads me to believe that this the comp- car toys competitors know that they're, hey, they're resigned to just sending all their people yeah. over here to get laced with the yeah, game. exactly. So th- this is a place to come, and uh, car toys. They've got this thing called the uh, the price guard, the Car Toys price guard. They get out there and shop the competition for you, so you don't have to. So there's no reason to go anywhere else. That's right. 2550 East South Lake Boulevard in South Lake. Ironic how that works. Uh, coming up at 11:10, we're going to get into the Mavericks. We're going to talk about why uh, they continue to lose on the road. But Ben, I understand we have a very special guest on the phone right now. Yes, we do, Scan, and it's Maverick-related as well. When you when you talk about uh, the current state of the Mavericks, they couldn't have gotten here, Scan, if there wasn't a beginning. There were humble beginnings. And uh, there's a new book out now that details the entire history of your Dallas Mavericks. It's called Tales from the Dallas Mavericks, a collection of the greatest stories ever told. The author of that book is Jamie Aaron, and he joins us now. Jamie, how you doing? Doing great, guys. Thanks. Hey, it's, uh, it's a pleasure to have you here. And, Jamie, you're currently the Texas sports editor for the Associated Press, and you've also written a book called uh, I Remember Tom Landry. So this would be your second book. Is that correct? Correct. You got the bio down perfect. So, so how did this book come about? What led you to write this book? Well, the publishers liked the Landry book so much, they asked if we could do something else, and they originally actually wanted to do something on Mark Cuban. And we talked to Mark about it, and he said, thanks, but no thanks. So uh, we decided to do something on the whole team history. You know, for a franchise that's been around, this is their 24th season, and the highest accomplishment they've reached is coming within one game of the finals, it doesn't sound too impressive, but their history is really, it's a fun ride. It's um, a lot of wacky events and colorful personalities, um, and it really, it breaks down interesting because you have the original glory days when they were known as the model franchise, you got the new glory days now, and then there's that in-between period that best described as the glory days. It's a pretty ugly decade of the 90s, but uh, you know the way they've turned it around, it's got a lot of new fans on the bandwagon. People who've been around the whole time can look back and remember what it was like in the early days, and the fans who joined on uh, when Dirk and Steve and Mike came along, they can catch up on what they missed. Uh, Jamie Aaron on with us talking about his book, Tales from the Dallas Mavericks. Uh, I'm interested in how you go about uh, researching this thing, because I know that you know you moved to the area in the early 90s, yet there's over a decade of history leading up to that. So how did you go about researching, and what was the biggest difficulty in gathering the information? Well, I was really fortunate. The folks who were involved with the team from the start, uh, two things. Number one, they did an incredible job of archiving everything. Uh, Kevin Sullivan was the team's original PR guy. Sully. Sully's the best, and he was absolutely totally on board with this and was a tremendous help. Tony Fay was his uh, lieutenant, his right-hand man, and Tony was also a tremendous help. So those guys did a lot to really help me put together the years that I missed. Uh, I spent some time in the dark, dungy recesses of Reunion Arena going through their archives, and you wouldn't believe the detailed records they kept. Sully said that the credits for that goes to Norm Sanju, who really kind of understood, even in 1980, that hey, they were launching a pro sports franchise, and this was going to be something special and memorable, and they needed to document everything they did. I even found these, um, well, they were a baby step ahead of Polaroid pictures that were taken 
the day, May 1st, 1980, the day that they unveiled the logo and they had the big official formal announcement that Dallas had a franchise. You've got to remember that pro sports was a lot different in 1980 than it is now. I mean, you, you look at the Charlotte Bobcats and, and all the millions that are being spent there. Um, it, it was totally different back here in 1980. The NBA Finals were on tape delay that year. Um, you know, the, the Mavericks were the um, were completely in the shadow of the Cowboys. In fact, the the NBA sort of disrespected uh, the debut of the franchise so much that it, they played the first game in Mavericks history the night of Texas OU. So they weren't even the biggest story in town that day. And and the team was purchased for two hundred and fifty dollars, correct? <laughs> well, hey, it actually wasn't. The, the expansion fee was twelve million. Wow. Hey, Jamie, uh, I read this book last night on the way back from Oklahoma. It led to my wife getting a speeding ticket. We're going to get into that later. But uh, I was fascinated to go back and cover some of the things that I'd maybe forgotten about. And, you know, I was kind of, I was, you know, pretty young when all that was going on. But it was interesting to kind of go back and find out what was going on. And in particular, I enjoyed this, uh, this comment you had on Roy Tarpley. You said, Tarpley was the perfect player in the perfect place at the perfect time. Problem was... Tarpley wasn't perfect, far from it. Isn't it ironic that the player that got them the closest to the mountaintop ended up being the reason that they fell all the way down to the bottom of the lowest depths? It is absolutely amazing. And there's a, um, a chart that I did along with it. You can see that their winning percentage when Tarpley was in the lineup, 625. They won you know, more than six out of every ten games. More than three out of every four times Roy was in the lineup, they won. Without him, 28% of the games they won. And it's just unbelievable. Think about it. What is this team missing now? How about a seven-footer who could put up 25 points and 20 rebounds any given night without demanding the ball in his hands? He just sort of fits into the offense. That's exactly what Roy was then, and that's exactly what they need now. I mean, it's, he was just such a unique player, and it's, it's such a shame. But that's why he kept getting the second and third chances. Yeah, it's amazing, you know, when uh, the Mavericks drafted Chris Anstey and Nelly said he's going to be the best running big man in the NBA. I was like, oh, great, they got Roy Tarpley back. Because <laughs> I don't think people, you know, you look at the stats, you look at the numbers, but I don't know if people remembered, I mean, what a, just an amazing athlete Tarpley was, and he was, uh, you know, great at, at filling the lanes and finishing on the break. He, he really could do a little bit of everything. Yeah, and, and that was what was so sad. And all the guys absolutely loved him. He, I mean, you know, for a guy who put up the kind of numbers he was, he could have had a real superstar, arrogant attitude about him. And he didn't. All of his teammates thought he, he was just such a lovable guy. And to be honest, that was what um, Donald Carter saw in him. He saw this sort of sweet, lovable kid who was just oversized and um, intimidated by the bright lights in the big city and didn't know how to handle himself. And, you know, a lot of people want to criticize Carter for, for giving him so many second and third chances. And, and uh, sure, the talent was a big reason for it, but it also was just this kind, tender soul that people saw in him. And really, that's what people who are around him now say. He's just sort of mixed up. Yeah, and I, I really enjoyed reading about the Carters. I mean, that was fascinating stuff that I really didn't remember in that much great detail. I mean, Carter really brought this team here. He, he made it happen. He jumped up at the last second and bought a large portion of the team, something he wasn't prepared to do when the deal was about to fall apart. But he ran this like a family. And, you know, it was, it was really interesting. I didn't remember the deal that was made with Aguirre, uh for James Worthy. 
And walk us through that deal real quick and how Carter let the Lakers out of that deal. Well, first I want to, you mentioned the word family, and that really is a big important factor in the whole team history. When I talk about the chronicling the first 12 years before I moved to Dallas, everybody who was part of it then starts off with a big smile and they say, boy, it really was a family. So many people in and around the organization grew up uh, literally, you know, from their, their early 20s to adulthood families of their own, and they felt like the Mavericks were a part of that fabric. Look around. Look at the team now. You've got Brad Davis. You've got Roe Blackman. You've got Derek Harper. They're all still involved. They all still live in Dallas. They're connected with the team. It's part of their identity. It's because of that family atmosphere that the Carters and the Sanjus and all the folks who were involved back then really fostered, and, and it, it really speaks highly of the organization. I, I think that's pretty unique in pro sports. But, yeah, the, the Carter deal... Carter and Buss, Jerry Buss, uh, the owner of the Lakers, worked out a trade that would have sent Aguirre and the pick that became Tarpley to the Lakers for James Worthy. And there was also a side deal that Tattoo was going to be sent from the sidekicks to the Lasers, which was the Buss-owned team in the indoor soccer league back then. And um, Buss made the deal because Magic Johnson told him he wanted to play with Aguirre. And Buss thought that Jerry West was in love with Roy Tarpley. Well, Jerry West knew all about Tarpley's problems, which everybody really knew back then. He, he was doing drugs and getting into crazy stuff while he was at Michigan. Um, so Jerry West didn't want to have anything to do with that. And he also knew what a pain Aguirre could be. So um, when Buss calls up West and says, hey, good news, I just made this deal with the Mavericks. Well, West tells Buss, if, you, if that deal goes through, I quit. So Busk has to call back Donald Carter and says, uh, Don, if I make this deal with you, I lose my GM. And uh, Carter said, out of respect for Jerry West, we'll scratch the deal. And another interesting nugget there is that um, Carter was at the hospital with his mother who was passing away, and that's where Buss had to track him down. Remember, there weren't exactly cell phones all over the place uh, in uh, 86, 87. Um, a few weeks later, both Carter's mother and, Ma and uh, Aguirre's mother both passed away, and uh, uh, Carter tells Sanju and Rick's son, the personnel director, no trade. We're keeping Aguirre. His life is in turmoil right now. He just lost his mother. He needs stability in his life. So they had a couple other deals on the table. They pulled them all off. And, you know, uh, soon after, those, those gory, the, the gory days turned into the gory days. You know, and that's interesting, Jamie. You bring up, uh, you know, talk about Tarpley's record, but that's, there's a lot of things happen at the same time. I think Sam Perkins walking away for nothing, Sanju letting him go, and then, of course, like you said, that Aguirre deal mixed, and then later trading him for a guy in Adrian Dantley uh, well past his prime. It just seemed like everything the Mavericks did that was right at first to become the model franchise all reversed itself in about an 18-month uh, period. Yeah, it was really bizarre. You know, everything that they did early on, uh, turned into gold, especially all those trades of Cleveland where they loaded up on the draft picks that turned into all, all their nucleus of great players. Uh, but starting with the Perkins move, losing him, and everything after that went wrong. Uh, really the big, the big blunder, especially in retrospect, trading for Fat Lever, um, you know, making all these moves for these guys who were over the hill, trying to squeeze one last year out of them and then the bottom just fell out and the, the mistakes kept perpetuating themselves 
You know, the three J's probably wasn't, I, I still don't think it was a bad philosophy, but the people executing it uh, really were. Uh, they, you know, they needed another veteran voice or two. They needed a better, stronger coach, especially not Mata on the back end of his career. Um, and, and that turned out to be a disaster waiting to happen, more because of the personalities than because of the skills. I mean, the skills they had as a, as a combination were, were great. Another interesting thing about Mavericks history that you'll find in this book is how often Donald Car um, I'm sorry, Don Nelson's name comes up. All the way back to the founding of the team. Yeah. I was amazed Don by that. He started out as working for Don Nelson in Milwaukee. When he got the job, he became the first employee of the Mavericks after Sanju. Um, yeah. And then all the way, um, also, actually, you can go back even farther. When I was talking to Norm Sanju, he pulled out his wedding pictures and showed me uh, Don Nelson was one of the groomsmen in his wedding. Yeah, and there was much talk about Nelly coming here from Milwaukee, but they, Milwaukee would have gotten a player in return, and Nelly only wanted to coach the team if the player, the team that was here would have been intact. Exactly. And then Nelly uh, ended up cutting a deal where he went to Golden State, but he went there as a part owner, right. which enabled the Warriors not to have to give up uh, any compensation to the Bucks. And then the real funny part is the Mavericks' next candidate was George Carl, the coach of the Warriors, Nelly tells the Mavericks to buzz off. They can't have their coach. And what does he do? A year later, he files, fires Carl and makes himself the coach. Ah, hey, Nelly. hey, Jamie, we got to run, but I want to ask you, for, for Mavs fans out there, this is a must-have this Christmas. You've got to get this for anybody who's a Mavs fan. Where can people go out and find your book? It's at all the Borders and Barnes and & Nobles in the area, um, wherever fine books are sold, on the Internet through Amazon.com. I will be next Saturday at the Borders in Richardson, Spanish Village, at 2, two o'clock, signing books. Jamie, thank you so much for coming on. We enjoyed having you on. Great. Thanks, guys. All right. That is Jamie Aaron, author of Tales from the Dallas Mavericks, a collection of the greatest court stories ever told. Absolutely great book. you got to go out and get it. Uh, coming up at 1130 is The Secret Out on the Dallas Cowboys. We're going to break that down. At 1110, we're going to get back into math and discuss their road woes that continued last night. But coming up next, a little something we like to call Radio Port. Yeah. Extra, read all about it. The ticket takes to print in Dallas Fort Worth's only free sports weekly, The Sports Page. Available at hundreds of Metroplex locations and at sportspagedallas.com. No national wire reports, just headlines and bylines from all your favorite ticket hosts. Plus, the ticket check of the week, Bob Durham's HSO. Quick hits from Norm, Backspotter, and more. Look for the ticket window each week on page P1 inside The Sports Page. From the station that's above the fold and below the belt. Sports Radio 1310. The ticket. The ticket.com. AP1, Gordon Keith here. You know, there's a lot of car dealerships in the Metroplex. That's the bottom line. And when it comes to getting you a new car, you have to make a choice based on something other than just the car because several people have the same cars. Well, North Texas Nissan, they have great people and great prices. Those are things that make a big difference with North Texas Nissan. Number one, I love the fact that they're P1s there. As a matter of fact, it's owned and operated by a guy who lives here in the Metroplex and runs that dealership. He actually cares about you, the customer, and he cares about Sports Radio 13 in the ticket. That's why if you're a P1 customer, he treats you extra special. His name's Kevin McGowan at North Texas Nissan. Go by there, check out the Xterras, the Sentras, the all-new redesigned Nissan Maxima. That's what I'm driving from North Texas Nissan. Absolutely love it. Can you go there for the best deals? Go with the people you can trust. North Texas Nissan on I-35 near the Shady Shore. 
all live, all local, all sports, all the time. Sports Radio 1310, The Ticket. Sports Radio, 1310, The Ticket. Just a bunch of guys hanging out and talking sports. Welcome to Sports Radio 1310, The Ticket. Breaking Cowboys news first, guaranteed. Ticket tickers at 10, 30, and 50 past the hour. This is Sports Radio 1310, The Ticket. When accompanied by mom or dad, two children for parents leave. Or what are you waiting for? Join your friends at Big Buck Brewery and Steakhouse in Grapevine today. Located just off Highway 121. This is the ticket. KTCK, Dallas-Fort Worth, KTDK, sherman Denison, KTDK, Sanger. Coach. Bill Garrett scored his 15th goal of the season as the Stars beat the Devils 2-0 in 
And the Mavericks lose on the road to Denver, 113-110. to 110. Michael Finley and Antoine Walker combined for 50 points in the losing effort. Our next ticket ticker is at 11-10 with the great Ty Walker, breaking sports news first, guaranteed. I'm Layla, reminding you to remember the time you spent listening to Ben and Skin weekend on Sports Radio 1310, the ticket. KTDK Dallas Fort Worth, KTDK Sherman Denison, KTDK Sanger, Sports Radio 1310, the ticket, the used car of Metroplex Radio, cheap, easy to get, and unreliable. 1057 on Sports Radio 1310, the ticket, you got Ben and Skin with you, with you, filling in for the rant today, and we're at Car Toys in South Lake. we want you to come out because there's a lot of good deals to be had here, they've got, of course, they have the price guards, always in effect where you don't even have to go shopping other places because they guarantee you'll get the lowest price here. they got deals on satellite radio. they got deals on phones. Uh, they got the camera phones here. There's just so many ways uh, that you can come out and hook yourself up lovely. Car toys and stuff like the place to be. Dude, I need that. I need that price card. I, don't, I need things simplified as much as possible. I don't want to go out and drive it all around and check a price everywhere in town. I just want to come here and find, is this the lowest? Okay, here's why it's the lowest. Done. I'll buy it. Yeah, Ben especially because I ride around town with him a lot and he'll just roll his window down and money flies out the window. So because he loses so much money that way, he needs to be more frugal with his shopping and that's why he'll come to car toys. Of course, coming up later in the show, we're going to get back into the Cowboys. Uh, at 11.10, we're going to get into the Mavericks and why they're just sucking it up on the road. But right now, we are going to get into a Ben and Skin staple. That is right, Radio Pork. Radio Pork, the fat, the junk, the sausage of the news world. And here it is with Radio Pork, Ben Rogers. Again, in Radio Pork, uh, a victim shows up at Cal Ripken's home. I don't know, did you, did you hear about this? Who's Cal Ripken? Uh, a naked man who was shot in the back showed up at Cal Ripken's house on Thanksgiving night pleading for help, police said. This man uh, this man apparently um, had been kidnapped. Cal Ripken or the naked man? No, the naked man. Oh, okay. The naked man. Uh, his name was Brian Robbins, 20, of Baltimore. He was found on Ripken's porch Thursday night, taken by helicopter to the hospital. But uh, he told police he had been kidnapped by three men who held him captive uh, for nine hours and kept him in the trunk of their car and then ordered him to strip and run. And when he ran away, uh, they shot him in the back. And it sounds like a normal Halloween prank, really. Yeah, so here he is. Imagine Cal Ripken. And that's actual audio footage from the shooting. Imagine Cal Ripken. It's Thanksgiving night. He's hanging out. A naked man who was shot in the back is comes up to his porch and wants in his house. Right. You got to be thinking it's a setup that he's going to try to get into the house and Ashton Kutcher is going to run around the corner. <laughs> <laughs> you got to be thinking it's a freak fan or something. But it was real. But from the story that I read, it sounds like Ripken never let the guy in the house and right. never really went outside. Right. It sounds to me like what he did was. No sweat. Clearly, you need help. Just sit tight. I'm going to call the police. I'll be here in a second. Just hang out. It sounds like he'd never open the door. I may be wrong, but to me, that's how it sounds. Like, what would you do? Well, Ben, that's what intercoms are for. I mean, if you're eating stuffing, you don't want a bloody naked man coming into your house. I mean, I don't see that anything is wrong here. I mean, he, he clearly did what he should have done. Keep the naked, bloody man on your porch. Go back to your Thanksgiving and let the police handle it. It's a matter for the police. It is a matter for the police. Ben, it's the holidays, and... I know when the holidays roll around, we all like to share heartwarming stories about the family and, and reunions because the holidays is a time for family reunions. Well, I have a very special story for you, and it's about a dog, a dog named Bear. 
This is from Wichita, Kansas. Now, Bear the dog, uh, this family moved to Wichita in 97. The day they got their, their dog, Bear, who I've told you that's He ran name. away? He ran away, Ben. Uh-huh. He ran away. Six years passed, and the family, you know, they just got on with their lives because, I mean, let's face it, it's a dog. But the, the other day, the wife, the mommy, Jeannie Flores, is looking out the window, and what does she see out her window but a dog that looks exactly like Bear. She opens the window. She calls out, Bear? And the dog wags his tail and comes running. And sure enough, six years jumps later, on her neck and bites her jugular, and she dies because the dog has rabies. This is not the throwdown, Dan. I don't oh. do stories like that at the holidays. No. She called her husband, and her husband ran home and confirmed, yes, this is the dog, Bear. And so after six years, Bear returns. The family is very happy. And, and the reason, really, I'm reading this story is because the headline says, Missing Dog Returns After Six Years. How are you, Huggy Well, this is a classic example of poor journalism. They buried the lead. What's the lead should be is, Stupid Man Wishes Dog Could Talk. Here's a quote from Frank Flores. Where was he? He hasn't told us yet. We don't know how rough a life he's had. So here's a man that wishes his dog could talk. And that's why my million-dollar idea of strapping on a, every dog with a dog cam yeah. really would have paid off because you could have followed the dog cam and figured out where this dog is. Been the technology is such now that you could equip every dog in America with a dog cam for less than 55 cents. Skin, uh, when you hear about when you hear about going to a place in the planet that where drugs are legal, where do you think of going? Uh, you want to go somewhere, sit down in a cafe. And just, you know, pull out a bong or, you know, roll a blunt. Where are you going to go? Austin? Uh, or, or legally. Oh, um, probably Amsterdam. But that's me. I mean, I'm not like everybody else. Exactly. Well, basically, it sounds like those days may be numbered because apparently, uh, and this is going on, basically Dutch potheads are allowed to keep coffee shops now. Uh-huh. But here's the deal. If you're, a, if you're a tourist... And you want to go in and and smoke out at a cafe or whatever? You can't do it. Only residents can. You have to be a Dutch resident with an identity card. Only those people will be allowed to use the cannabis cafes. And they're trying to cut down on drug tourists. Oh, I see. But why? Why else would you go there? Well, they got a really nice prostitution set up there. <laughs> but I'm there. Why? Why? I don't understand. Let's. It's like Six Flags going. Listen. We're going to ban rides unless you live in Arlington. But please come out and look, watch the rides. Look at the paint jobs on all the rides. That is a bad deal because, I mean, like you said, you get rid of the weed and there's really no reason to go there. Not that I would go there or smoke weed, right. but you understand what I'm driving at. Am I selling that country short? Yeah, I think you are. Maybe a little bit. Uh, ben, you're a big fan of the theater. Uh, you like musical, musicals specifically. Part of it has to do with your experimental stage in college that you're not fond of talking I about need openly. Money. But I want to tell you about a very special musical that is sweeping Los Angeles right now. It's called Genital Warts, the musical. Um, basically, what this is, it's Patrick Schumacher and Justin Halpern, and they're just a couple of spares that are trying to get on the film festival circuit. So they've shot this short, Genital Warts, the musical, that has songs such as The Diagnosis, Here Comes the Genital Warts, and a romantic ballad called I Should Have Told You. And really, 
this is becoming the really all the rage in Los Angeles. It's probably going to spin into let's only hope a mini series and and maybe even I don't know an entire reality program. But uh, these two uh, these two youngsters are are sweeping LA with their musical genital genital warts musical. I expect it to be coming to a playhouse near you very soon. You know it's funny you mentioned reality television with that topic because yeah. how out of control is reality television going to get? Couldn't, wouldn't it be a good idea to have a show where you put all these single people together and it's like Russian roulette where like eight chicks have venereal diseases and one doesn't and the keys they make it through like a summer make it through summer getting out of there clean and if you get out of there clean you win I think I think that's a great idea and if listen, I were you I wouldn't be giving that gold away on the TV hey, on the radio like this let's increase the stakes let's just not make it okay you win this money let's make it something that alters your life right. it's reality die from it bro let's alter someone's reality following the show within the show I agree Ben and I I'm right on right there with you I bet it's again we're out at Car Toys in South Lake. I'm sure they are enjoying our material that we're <laughs> breaking down for all their fine clients right now. Buy a stereo and listen to this. Check it out. There's never been a better time to come out here to Car Toys. Come out and get a free camera phone after a rebate, a color screen phone for a penny after a rebate. There's lots of reasons to come out here. Talk there. again about STDs. There's Car Toys price card. Plenty, plenty of reasons to come join us. We're out here at South Lake. We're going to be here for about another hour, and we've got the full ticket crew out here giving away T-shirts, you name it. Lots of incentives for you to come out here. Listen, now, do you feel that bass? There's a bass. Man, I love it. Hook up your ride up here, man. Get some, get a, get a phone. Get a, you know, get some speakers. Whatever you need, man. It's I'm, I'm going to be hitting switches when I leave them. Third. At 11:30, we're going to talk about the Cowboys. Is the secret out in this copycat league? Do people know how to beat the Cowboys now? But coming up next. The Mavs road woes continued last night. We'll explain why next. The ticket is sports and information. Ticket kickers at 10, 30, and 50 past the hour. The ticket is local personalities. The ticket is big name guests. The ticket is the home of the world famous ticket chicks. Real sports, real ticket chicks. Well, some of the ticket chicks are famous. I'm ready. Dallas Fort Worth's a rich. Surprise, surprise. Sports Radio 1310, the ticket. Talking about our teams in our town. Sports Radio 1310. The ticket. Thirteen ten, the ticket. 
Sports Radio 1310, the ticket. Just a bunch of guys hanging out and talking sports. thing we've proven you can do this as good as we can. Sports Radio 1310, the ticket. For information, that's ParkerLighting.com or 817-461-7. Gold ribeye, it's packed with enough taste for even the biggest steak lover. At Chili's, we spice up our juicy ribeye with garlic and herbs and load our mashed potatoes with aged cheddar and crisp bacon. Have you ever heard anyone say, this steak has too much flavor? Neither have Chili's Flame Grilled Ribeye. Want more flavor? Come to Chili's. Welcome to Chili's. It's the holidays. A time for giving and a time for dining. And there's no easier way to do both than with a Chili's dining card. Give Chili's dining cards to your loved ones, family, and friends. Talking Cowboys, Sports Radio 1310, the ticket. The ticket. I get to Frank Parra right now. East Airport Freeway across from Texas Stadium in Irving. Frank Parra in Chevrolet, driving Texas. The ticket. Ticket, ticket. Stars were at the AAC last night taking on the New Jersey Devils. The ticker brought to you by Wolverine Work Boots and Car Toys. Dallas wins the game by a final of 2 nothing. their fourth victory in their last five games. Marty Turco stops all 21 shots by the Devils to pick up the win. Dave Tippett says his goalie had a pretty good night. Positioning-wise and uh, just confidence with the puck, it's uh, in an intense, big game. That's the Marty we'd like to see. Stars back on the ice Sunday as they host the Los Angeles Kings. This ranked UT Longhorns move closer to a likely BCS bowl bid with a 46-15 victory over Texas A&M yesterday out at Kyle Field. Win marks the first time the Horns have ever won four consecutive games over the Aggies. Arizona pitcher Kurt Schilling has agreed to a trade to the Boston Red Sox, who are giving up three pitchers and a minor leaguer to be named later. Diamondbacks owner Jerry Colangelo says this is just the first of many moves to make his team better. This is a 
a, uh, a first step, and, and let's wait and see how, when the smoke settles, uh, where we are before spring training. It's not, uh, this is not our final roster by any means. Schilling and Randy Johnson teamed up to lead the Diamondbacks to the 2001 World Series title. Our next ticket ticker at 11.30, breaking sports news first, guaranteed. I'm Ty Walker, reminding you to remember the time you've been listening to Ben and Skin on Sports Radio 1310, the ticket. The potential playoff preview Sunday, December 7th at 12 noon, Dallas and Philadelphia. Our Cowboys countdown to kickoff begins at 10 a.m. Brought to you by Chuck Fairbank Chevrolet on Sports Radio 1310, the ticket. 1113 on Sports Radio 1310, the ticket. This is Ben and Skin, subbing in for the rant today as we do on the last Saturday of each month. Today we are at Car Toys in South Lake at 2550 East. South Lake Boulevard. We'd like to have you come join us here. We've got about 45 minutes to go, but the savings will not stop when we leave. Free camera phones and up to $250 in wireless savings and rebates. The time to come up here is now. Get a jump on your shopping list. Buy something for somebody this year that they'll actually like. You don't have to worry about getting the, the best deal on it here. You're guaranteed to get the best deal up here because of the Car Toys price card. They shop the competition so you don't have to. Now, coming up at 11.30, uh, we are going to talk about the Dallas Cowboys and is the secret out on how to stop the Cowboys. Coming up at 11.50, a little Thanksgiving gold, a little story that happened while I was reading Tales from the Dallas Mavericks in the car. Yeah, and i got to go at 11.50, so you're going to have to carry it. Excuse me, my buddy. Yeah. Okay, cool, cool. But right now, we're going to talk about the Dallas Mavericks. Their road woes continued last night. Uh, they lost to the Denver Nuggets at Denver, 113-103. to the Mavericks are undefeated at home, no problems at home. But on the road, they're 2-6. and six. Ouch. And they just appear to be a completely different team on the road. They shoot a lower percentage. They score fewer points. They don't play as good a D. They get beat on the boards. Last night, the boards were a huge factor in this. The Mavericks were without Dirk, who was on crutches, He's, and he could be out for a while. And they were without crutches is a bad sign. A crutches bad is sign. a new twist to the, the ankle turn problems of Dirk Nowitzki. That just screams of, I won't be back for a while. Yeah. I can't even walk on it without crutches. And no Fortson last night. He was suspended for the flagrant foul in the Phoenix game. It's three games, $180,000. He's, he's been fined. You know what's interesting about that is the note in the paper today, I mean, hey, you know, three-game suspension, maybe it's not that worthy of reading the note, other than Fortson compares himself to Jesus and Jerry Colangelo to God. <laughs> so I encourage you to uh, sample some of that blasphemy in the Dallas Morning News today. That was interesting. Now, he's not flying 180000 He's just going to miss that because he's suspended without pay. Right. And that's what he, he basically makes about, about sixty grand a game. Sixty grand a game. So the Mavericks were without their two best rebounders last night, but I think we're, we both agree that the reason the Mavericks lost last night is because that zone defense was absolutely killing them. And you made a great point. When you play zone defense, it's tough to get rebounds. Yeah, you know what? Me, Ben, and Fred Durst were all in agreement on this. And it's one of those things where it's like, you know, just being able to, to make the call when you pull out of something. Because the zone defense is what got them back into the game at the end of the third quarter and the beginning of the fourth in conjunction with Finley, uh, you know, lighting it up. Finley got red hot. And I think, you know, they got – a little bit of, of energy and effort out of some young guys, specifically Josh Howard, who I thought was an important cog in that zone, and Sean Bradley. But what happens is, is once it's figured out, it's figured out. And two things happened uh, in that fourth quarter because uh, the Mavs didn't get out of it soon enough, in my opinion. One, 
They gave up six offensive rebounds in that fourth quarter, which absolutely killed them. And the type of zone, you know, that they're playing with the man up top and the guys extended, uh, you know, basically what happens is, is offensively, when you're playing a zone, you go to where they're not. You go to the seam. So when a shot goes up, there's not a guy there to specifically put a body on you. And that's why you saw, and hey, Denver's a spectacular offensive rebounding team in the first place, but that's why you saw Nene and Canby get to the glass like they did, because the seams were there, plus... Uh, you know, it wasn't a particularly big zone as well. And, and they weren't able to keep him off the boards. And then not to mention the threes, the wide-open threes of Deshaun Leonard uh, was just crushing uh, on the wings extended. That's what happens. There's a lot of running around that you got to do in the zone, and they weren't able to get to the shooters fast enough. It was a nice change of pace to help them get back in it, but I think once they got back in it, they needed to, to man up at that point uh, because the, the seams were completely exploited by the Nuggets. Yeah, and, and Denver is a different team now. They're actually a quality team. They're a really good team, especially at home. Yeah, and at home they're, what, 6 and one They've got wins against Sacramento, San Antonio. They dropped Phoenix by 30 the other night. The night right before Phoenix killed the Mavericks. Right. Um, they, and look at look at uh, Denver's record record compared to the Mavericks. I mean, Denver seven and one at home. The Mavs eight zero at home. And then on the road, Denver two and five. Dallas two and six. I mean, that's that's par for the course. You know what I'm saying? They're, that's right there with each other. And they've been without Nene too. I mean, yeah, that's he first is came a, back after five. That, that kid is a force. Carmelo Anthony's only going to get better. Carmelo right. Anthony last night was brilliant. Twenty six yeah. points, nine to sixteen shooting. But back to that zone that killed the Mavericks. You talked about how they went with it too long. You kept hearing Bob Ortegel saying last night, Bradley's tired. Get Bradley out. Bradley's tired. You know, and I wonder why Nelly left him in there so long. And, and you know, our first instinct is going to be just to rip Bradley because, you know, it, it, there were some really, really bad plays. One where he caught the ball about a foot away from the basket and didn't dunk it. He just threw it up against the glass. I don't even know if it hit rim. It was just utterly disgusting. For the he should record. never touch the ball on the offensive end. But maybe the, the biggest knife in the back by Sean Bradley last night was when he had Carmelo Anthony boxed out, and yeah. Carmelo Anthony still stole an offensive rebound from him, and then they, you know, Denver was able to score and take the lead. At that point, it was a tied game. Yeah, and I would I would uh, agree with what, you, with what you're saying, but disagree with the description. Bradley had position, but he didn't box out. Yeah, you know, there's a difference. Point. But yeah. he did have the position. There's yeah, no way. Position. There's no way that that rebound should not have been his. Yeah. And and Carmelo out efforted him and got it. And as soon as he put the the bunny back, what does Bradley do? He turns and bitches to the refs. I mean, that's so frustrating. But what this what this leads to in general, why are the Mavericks so bad on the road? Why are they struggling like this? Is it is it uh, the fact that they're more comfortable at home because they are trying to feel out what their uh, identity is with each other, uh, you know, trying to mesh and this, that, and the other? But really the problems have been with Steve Nash. Nash is not, you know, a, a, the two games they lost Washington and Toronto, he was not there. One of the games they won on the road to San Antonio, I thought Nash had a really strong effort. Uh, you know, in the Golden State game, the second game of the year, that didn't matter. Golden State didn't have anybody on their team. So when you look at all these games, there's the, the effort from Steve Nash, he's not playing at that high of a level on the road. And I I don't know specifically what it is. Maybe, uh, I'm sorry, maybe he's partying too much. Maybe it's, a, maybe it's a coincidence. Maybe it's a fluke thing. But for whatever reason, maybe he is, and, and, and in all fairness, uh, tonight when they play Minnesota is going to be their fourth game in five nights. Now that's not an excuse because Minnesota is going to be their fourth game in five nights. Minnesota uh, Minnesota played at Memphis last night, or did was that at Minnesota? No, it was at Memphis last night. Yeah, so they'll, they'll have been traveling as well, so there's no excuses for the Mavs. But 
Why isn't that struggling? Last night, hey, Skin, what are you talking about? He had nine assists, and, and feel free to call me by name if you want to call me Skin. Ten points and nine assists, but hell, he had six turnovers. And aside from, you know, busting some threes, you know, you take those threes away, and offensively, he, he you know, they talk about sometimes he gets down too, too deep in the lane. We saw that a lot last night, and it caused some turnovers, and he just didn't have, have that spark. They were able to get a spark, I think, uh, from not only uh, the young guys, uh, you know, uh, Josh Howard and Marquise Daniels, both I thought played really well. Specifically, Howard played well after Marquise Daniels came in the game, maybe gave him a spark. But one thing that was encouraging last night is I thought they at least put forth an effort in that second half. Uh, that we hadn't really seen too much on the road, so maybe that's a positive sign. And also last night, Antoine Walker, you saw uh, what can what what his the best parts of his game are when he was able to just cross up Nene over and over uh, by taking it to the hole. He had a pretty spectacular game uh, statistically, uh, 30 points and 15 rebounds, only two turnovers. That, that was a spectacular effort from Walker. So there were encouraging signs against a, a good team at home in Denver, but still. Still, where where is the urgency on the road? That's why they've been so good the last couple of years. Is they always had that sense of urgency on the road, and you look at it now, Jesus, they're two and six. Yeah, and you talked about uh, Antoine Walker, and, and and there were times in this game where it looked like he was the only guy who cared about getting a rebound, the only guy who cared about it. And uh, you know, the 15 rebounds, the next closest was uh, Howard with seven, and uh, I mean, he was by himself out there rebounding, but offensively. While he did miss a, a few layups up in close, I thought he could have got a few calls and whatnot. So, so it's not that crazy that he was 13 for 30. But when I look at how many shots he took, 30 shots. Michael Finley only took 15 shots. Steve Nash only took 11 shots. Jameson only took 13 shots. I mean, that's almost he almost took as many shots as those three guys combined. And I guess you know he should have made a few more of those because he was in close and maybe got fouled and he get the calls, but. But still, man, that seems like a lot of shots for one guy to take. I'd like to see Nash take more shots. And I thought they got away from Finley. Finley was red, red hot Mm -hmm. there in the second half. He had 16 points in the second half. But it seemed like a large stretch went by where he didn't get the rock. And I'm not turning on on Antoine Walker. I love Antoine Walker. Yeah, he kept him in last night. Yeah. But I'm just wondering, when I looked at the box score, I was like, wow. I was wondering why Finley didn't get the ball back, didn't get more involved. Was it because Walker was getting all these shots? Or? Well, I, I was reading lips, and before they went out uh, for the tip-off, he said, I'll take Dirk shots tonight. <laughs> so I think that's what, that's what we saw last night. But, you know, it's, it's hard to complain when he did give the Mavericks the productivity that yeah. he gave them last night. Sean, I'm sorry, I didn't hear who you said. We've got I think we got Cliff. Cliff, you're on Sports Radio 13. Send the ticket with Ben and Skin. Or not. On Walker. Wait, I'm sorry, Cliff. Hey, Cliff, start over, buddy. I didn't hear the beginning. Okay. I, I differ from most uh, most people on Antoine Walker. I feel like he's really the real problem with the, with the Mavericks right now. I feel like he's taking shots away from Nash and from Nowitzki. I mean, yeah, he got 30 points last night, but he shot the ball 31 times, and he only made 13 shots. Um, he doesn't bring any energy to the team on offense. Um, he's getting a lot of rebounds, but, you know, if they have Nowitzki in there and they have, you know, some other size on the front line, they can get rebounds. Daniels and uh, Nahara and um, Howard get tons of rebounds. Now, wait a second. I, I was just throwing that out. I don't. I definitely don't want to be charged with inciting a, an anti-Antoine Walker. I absolutely love Antoine Walker, and I think he does bring a lot of energy to the offense. His ability, he can break down any big man who guards him because his handles are so nice. He can take it in. 
He can get to the basket. He can, uh, he, you know, he can make easy baskets. He can create easy opportunities for the Mavericks. And in the past, the Mavericks have been a team that, hey, if they're not hot from the perimeter, they're going to lose. And he's changed that. And he's leading their team in rebounds. So I don't want to get down on him. I'm just wondering last night if maybe that's why Finley wasn't more involved because he was getting all the shots. Well, no, I am down on Antoine Walker. I don't think he brings very much to the team. His perimeter shooting, everybody, you watched, you watched the game last night. When Ant Walker's in the game, everybody stands around the perimeter, and when, when Walker gets the ball, he either shoots it or tries to get to the basket. Yeah, he makes some, he makes a lot of baskets, but he's shooting a low percentage. When the Mavericks caught up last night, Walker was on the bench. When the Walker got back in the game, it turned against him the other way. He brings no flow to the offense. He doesn't move like Daniels or Howard or Naharadu. He doesn't move on offense. He's taking shots. You know, he says the problem is Nash. Nash. The reason Nash is not in the offense is because Howard, I mean, because um, Walker, everything's running through him. And I just think he's a, I think he's the worst thing that ever happened to this team. And they're, they're agony to watch compared to what the kind of team they were last year. Well, uh, Cliff, thanks for calling in. I would, I, I think last night uh, is not the norm. I mean, I think you did see a little bit of that last night, but specifically, I mean, just look more at the first quarter and how ineffective Nash was in the first quarter. And in the fourth quarter, yes, uh, Nelly did have the ball in Antoine Walker's hands quite a bit, but that's because he was getting to the rent. He was crossing up Nene all night long. One thing you got to realize is through the early part of the season, he's been matched up with small forwards for the most part with him and Dirk on the floor at the same time. Uh, and so, you know, he's not going to be, and that's why, you know, you've seen him in the post a little bit more, which I think he's been effective there. Uh, but I, I would say, you know, in an overall assessment of Antoine Walker's season, you know, a lot of the things that you're saying, I, I had a little bit of baggage I was bringing in this year about Antoine Walker, a lot of things that I didn't particularly like about his game. But I think for the most part, he really has fit in uh, well with the team this year. And I, I would disagree with your assessment that the Mavericks have not looked good on offense with him in there. You know, I would say on the road, you're 100% correct, but at home, look at the New Orleans game. He was spectacular. Look at the, the first Utah game. He was spectacular. I mean, it's just really it's a difference in on the road and at home. Uh, and, and to me, you know, my opinion, the, the most glaring uh, sign of, of why they haven't been effective on the road has been the ineffectiveness of Steve Nash. I mean, I think, you know, if you were to look at his stats at home and on the road, there's a big disparity, and the, the turnover numbers are way up. I mean, I'm not trying to say that you're, you're way off base with Antoine Walker. I think some of the things you're saying have been criticism, uh, criticisms of him in the past, but I think for the most part, I think he's done a fine job of blending in with the team. Well, the Mavs can get back to their comfy confines here at uh, the American Airlines Arena, where American Airlines Center, where they are 8-0, undefeated at home. They're on cruise control, but they've got Minnesota in town tonight. Both teams are playing the fourth game in five nights. Kevin Garnett and the Wolves will be here, and it'll be a tough matchup. Make sure to tune in to Ben and Skin and the Mavs postgame show following the game. A double dip, as it were, Ben. Lots of Saturday action. But uh, at 11.50, we're going to take a swim through my personal life, which could lead to a divorce, a Thanksgiving story. Does this include a bloody naked man on your porch? No. No, it doesn't. It could, though, later on in the next show. Try to, to incorporate that. But coming up next is the secret out in a copycat league. Has everybody learned how to beat the Dallas Cowboys? Yes. The Cowboys gave Miami receiving. How are they going to fix running backs? It's not going to get fixed this year. Not a lot to be thankful for. When you cannot run the ball a lick, at some point it's going to catch up with you. The Cowboys are 8-4. Still have a good opportunity, but frankly, if we don't play a hell of a lot better than we did today, it won't make any difference about the opportunity. Cowboys-Eagles, next Sunday at noon. The ticket countdown to kickoff begins Sunday morning, December 7th at 10. Brought to you by Chuck.
Breaking sports news first, guaranteed. Sports Radio 1310, the ticket. KTCK, Dallas-Fort Worth, KTBK, Sherman-Denison, KTDK Sanger. Well, surprise, surprise. This is Sports Radio 1310, The Ticket. If we've proven one thing, we've proven you can do this as good as we can. The ticket. Sports Radio 1310, The Ticket. Breaking Cowboys news first, guaranteed. Ticket tickers at 10, 30, and 50 past the hour. This is Sports Radio 1310, The Ticket.
This is The Ticket. KTTK, Dallas-Fort Worth. KTBK, Sherman Denison. KTDK Sanger. Sports Radio 1310, The Ticket. www.theticket.com. This is Sports Radio 1310. The ticket. Camden Apartment Communities, Innovative Plumbing Services, and the Freightist Collision Center. A message from Sports Radio 1310, The Ticket. Dallas Fort Worth's Ticket. Mavs were in Denver last night taking on the Nuggets. This ticket brought to you by the Frank Farr Auto Group and Precision Tune Auto Care. Rookie Carmelo Anthony had 26 points as Denver goes on to beat Dallas 113-103. They have now dropped two straight after winning four in a row at home. Don Nelson says the Nuggets are no longer a pushover team. I like the Denver team a lot. I think Kiki's done a wonderful job here. I'm real proud of them. Put it together. It's well coached. Good young players. They play hard. They rebound. Jordan Vizky sat out of last night's game with a sprained ankle. Mavs will be back in action tonight. They travel to Minnesota to play the Timberwolves. Cowboys looking to regroup following that 40-21 loss to Miami on Thanksgiving Day. Dallas defensive back Aaron Woodson says it is time to go back to the drawing board. We got all over again. You know, it's, it's a loss of how it is in this league. We to go back and, and uh, go back to the drawing table again. Cowboys will be off this Sunday. They are back in action December 7th in Philly versus the Eagles. Reports today say the University of Arizona will announce the hiring of Oklahoma co-defensive coordinator Mike Stoops as its new football coach. Arizona just completed its worst season in nearly 50 years. That is the ticket ticker, a service of Office Max. Get more done when you save more on office supplies at Office Max. Office Max means more selection, services, and savings with a 115% low price guarantee. Office Max, Max means more. Our next ticker at 1130, breaking sports news first guarantee. I'm Ty Walker reminding you to keep a secret stash with a ticket flask. You can do that by ordering one on the ticket.com today. You see him on TV. Now talk to Michael Urban each Thursday at 610 with a hard line. Brought to you by Van Chevrolet, Subway, and Sports Radio 1310. The ticket. 
11.35 on Sports Radio 1310. The ticket, Ben and Skin with you on a Saturday morning. Sports is in front of us. Our pants are off, and we're hitting it hard. Here at Car Toys, 2550 East South Lake Boulevard in South Lake. There's a lot of reasons to come here. We'll, we're going to be here for a little while longer, but we want you to come all day, and there's so many reasons. Ben, you know, on the way over here, remember you told me, you said, hey, Skin. I said, hey, Ben, what's up? You said, hey, I want one of those Escorts cordless radar laser detectors, but I only have about $130 to spend. I said, no problem, Ben, because they have them for 129 here at Car Toys. And then I remember because I said, but Skin, I'd like to get around the Metroplex and make sure that that's the best deal I can find. And I said, wait, hold on. Don't worry about that because Car Toys has price guards. So you don't have to do that. And that's why we ended up pulling in here and doing the show from here because we had to do a show somewhere. Right, and ironically enough, the ticket gang was here and they were all set up. So it's just serendipity. We were very pleased to be here. Uh, Coming up at 11.50, I'm going to leave, but Ben's going to tell you a story about Thanksgiving from a new book he wrote called Tales from Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving, a collection of the greatest Thanksgiving stories Ben's ever told. But right now, we want to get into more Cowboy Talk with you. And here with that, a guy I know, a guy I love, a guy I call Ben. Skin, this is a copycat league, the NFL, these days. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of parody. Coaching. This is a coaching league. <laughs> coaching can make the difference now because the worst team could beat the best team any given week. So people really, really... These people called coaches really break down game tape, and they figure out, huh, what did this, this team do to beat this team? In other words, so just any coach, you, know, you can, it can be any coach or a specific type of coach. Not only did the Cowboys lose to Miami, but several weaknesses were exposed. And unfortunately, the rest of the teams they play the rest of the year are going to watch that Miami game over and over and over. So the question yeah. The question is, have all the Cowboys' weaknesses been exposed? Is the secret out? Are people going to know how to beat the Dallas Cowboys? We're going to talk about, if you were an opposing coach, what would you do offensively to beat the Cowboys? What would you do defensively to beat the Cowboys? And if you're out there driving around you want to join us, 214-787-1310, pound 1310 in your PCS wireless. Now, skin, the things that work for Miami were play action and misdirection. And when you heard the quotes coming out, this was from uh, Miami right tackle Todd Wade. The, the Cowboys' defense tends to bite on things. They have a tendency to overrun things. They, After watching the tape, they realize that, hey, these guys are over-aggressively trying to stop the run. So if a team can have any running success against the Cowboys, they can play action them to death. Yeah, in the words, in the words of Easy e just don't bite it. I mean, basically, they have the undersized defense. They have guys that can go sideline to sideline. But because they, they are trying to overcome maybe uh, some of those deficiencies, they are eager beaver. And it's it's been crazy to me that more teams haven't thrown downfield. It's almost to me like you don't even need the play action because a couple things. One, what happens most of the time when you throw downfield on the Cowboys? Well, there's either going to be a penalty, which is how they got the thing jump-started in the first place, or, you know, the safeties, and God bless them, you know, I love having Roy Williams here. He's a heavy hitter. And what can you say about Darren Woodson? But at this point in his career, he's not great in pass coverage. And the safeties have not been rotating over and giving the help. And because there is a deficiency in terms of the pass rush, when they do bring everybody and leave those guys out there on the, out on an island, man, you saw it 
They were able to overcome it in the Carolina game, but you saw it get exposed, and then Miami just absolutely pounded it. And uh, uh, Chris was it Chris Chambers was saying before the game, hey, we're going to expose these guys. We've been watching tape. You know, Terrence Newman is green. Mario Edwards uses his hands, and Mario Edwards is is really not that great of an athlete for a cornerback. Yeah, he doesn't have the blade yeah, speed. He has to use the hands, and man, he got absolutely annihilated. And, and Parcells is all about controlling the clock. He needs a running game to keep that defense off the field. And you got to wonder the fact that the Cowboys have been able to establish some sort of a running game. It's again been with duct tape, mirrors, and a fog machine reverses. Uh, an option, things like that, that once teams see that on film, they're going to know how to stop it because they're not going to be surprised when they see it. I mean, it's going to be harder and harder and harder for Parcells to get any kind of running game. The defense is going to be out on the field longer. They have a better chance of being exposed. And teams are going to make the Cowboys beat them by throwing deep, which we don't know they can do that. Even with these, this great receiving core that we've heard so much about, we don't know if Quincy Carter can get the job done throwing the ball downfield. And that's Not what really. we're going to see over these next four games. All of the, th- the reasons, all the ways the Cowboys have had success, it's all out of the box now. Parcells is going to have to come up with some new tricks to get it done because on pure talent alone, Troy Hambrick's not going to get it done. Yeah, and if you if you look at also, uh, you know, going back to the defense, but if you look at the defense uh, statistics, yes, Cowboys are still ranked number one based on allowing the fewest yards per game uh, at 162 yards. But what jumps out at me is teams have only thrown on through 12 games 366 times. Teams have not been throwing on them. You know, hey, we're gonna we're gonna do this with the running game, and the Cowboys have been able to stop that for the most part. But if you look. Cowboys have given up 14 touchdown passes uh, to only nine interceptions. Not a lot of takeaways there, and that's with not that many attempts. Conversely, if you look at a team like New England, who's down, say, around 10th or 11th, you know, they've only given up six TD passes. They've got 17 takeaways. That, to me, is solid pass defense. And the teams have not been attacking that. And now that Miami has done it so effectively, teams are going to attack that. That's going to speed the game up. And then can the can the Cowboys, in turn, slow it back down with the running game? If you look at the stats, the running game is non-existent. No. I mean, th- these last four games, while I still have confidence, because of the way the schedule is I mean, let's just say they lose to Philly. Let's just throw the Philly game away. Still have confidence they can beat the Giants at home. And Washington, that, that's the team that they should be able to beat. They're still in a position where they can make the playoffs, but you're right. I mean, the, the problems I think people ignored, I think we all knew the Cowboys had these problems, but it seemed like people ignored them. Because, hey, well, no, uh, they're number one in defense. Look at the stats. Well, sometimes the stats lie, and the weaknesses were exposed for everyone to see on national TV while they were eating turkey. Now, something you brought up in the beginning was, Mario Edwards. Mm-hmm. Wow. Was he exposed or what? Let's listen to what Chris Chambers was saying uh, about Mario Edwards. This is before the game. He, he told CBS that the Cowboys secondary was overrated and not very good. Here, and then this is after game. We've got a chance. We, we knew we had a chance watching film that we'd have the opportunity to make some plays. Yeah. The first play of the game, we went after him, Mario Edwards, and we got an interference call on him. 30-yard gain. And we knew we had something right away. So Chambers, they knew they had a major mismatch all day, not going after Terrence Newman, who's been victimized, but going after Mario Edwards, who we all know. The biggest upside for Mario Edwards is to be an average player. So then here's another comment from Chris Chambers. I know he got a little rattled, speaking of Mario Edwards, and the other receivers were saying he even got a little timid. When that happens, you can pretty much do anything you want to the defender. When you get him like that, it's like you own him. And he owned him. Three touchdowns for Chris Chambers. And it's and even when, when the Cowboys went to the to the to the zone coverage, 
Roy Williams didn't get over there. He was biting on those play fakes that you were talking about. And, you know, it's a situation where it's, it's damned if you do, damned if you don't. If you're going to – if you, they don't have the pass rush, so if they don't send these guys, then it's going to be all day for the quarterback to pick them apart. And if you do send the guys, you've got someone like Mario Edwards out there on an island, and he shouldn't be out there on an island. It's, it's really going to be a tough thing uh, for the Cowboys to negotiate from here on out because, I mean, if you just look at the statistics, teams haven't been throwing at the Cowboys. And now, I mean, we know Washington is going to throw at yeah. the Cowboys. And, you know, Philly's got a little more confidence. I mean, they don't have the, uh, the playmakers at the receiver spot. But, you know, Philly's not going to be scared to throw on them. And then, you know, Shockey will be back for the Giants. There's going to be – and, and, and you, we were talking about this earlier before we came on the air, the Saints – they're going to gun, and they're going to air it out. So the pass defense is going to absolutely be on them to hold up. Now, I do feel good that the Cowboys will make some uh, strategic adjustments because Parcells has done that all year long. But, hey, mm-hmm. they're going to have to man up. They're going to have to be able to stop teams that can throw the ball down, down the road. Bill and Frisco, you're on with Ben and Scan on Sports Radio 1310 to take it. How's it going, guys? Hey, hey, quick question. Who did, the jet, uh, who did Miami play that Sunday night before the Cowboys? The that would be the Skins. Yeah, very weak team. I think that Norvin Wanstead had really prepared two weeks for this homecoming to Dallas. Uh, you see, they, they squeaked by on Sunday night, although it was a late game. And who did Dallas play that Sunday? Dallas played the uh, NFC leading Carolina Panthers, so they didn't have the time to prep for this game like Miami did. So, therefore, I think that Miami had a hell of a game plan and were able to expose a lot of things. A lot of other teams won't have the ability to practice on. Well, now now that the cat's out of the bag, though, all these other teams are going to be able to watch that tape. I mean, don't you think that the Cowboys' weaknesses have been exposed now to the whole league? Uh, that, that's a true story. True story. But I, I just think my, my point was that there's a lot of emphasis put on the fact that Miami had a late Sunday night game and, you know, Dallas had the early game and, therefore, we had eight hours to prepare before this. Yeah, well, thanks for calling in. I think he does bring up a good point uh, about, uh, you know, sort of expectations going into the game because it's almost like, you know, they took their victory lap after beating Carolina. You know, there was the cheers and the emotion and all this. And, hey, well, Miami just barely beat Washington, and they're coming in, and the Cowboys are talking about, hey, we get to show off our defense on national TV. It is possible that they, uh, you know, got a little too full of themselves. Leroy Glover was mentioning that in post-game comments. And that's one thing I think, you know, uh, if you're looking for positives, that's why I feel like, you know, they will bounce back with a great effort against Philly. Now, Philly's rolling now. So much is going to come down to what happens on Sunday with Philly and Carolina. Uh, I think if Philly rolls through Carolina, then that Philly game is going to be that much tougher. So, so basically, you want to beat the Cowboys' defense. This is, these are the secrets that are out, though. Do you agree? You want to beat the Cowboys' defense, play action, misdirection, throw the ball deep. Yeah, and I, you know, to me, I don't even think they need the play action. I think they just throw the ball deep. You want to beat that Cowboys' defense, you take their blitz away, and that's by having success deep, whether it's pass interference or completion. Right. Have you. Because Miami got away from – I mean, Dallas got away from the blitz against Miami once they were complete, uh, completing long passes. How to stop the Cowboys' offense? You stop the running game and you keep your eye out for gimmicks. That's not that hard to do. But once you take the running game away from the Cowboys, you make them one-dimensional. And I don't know that they have enough talent at the quarterback position at this time, enough experience there to be a one-dimensional team and win in the NFL when their main receivers are a fullback and their tight ends. Yeah, and I think what you do if you're the opposing team is you focus in uh, on, shop, on stopping the short stuff, not even so much the running game, but stopping, uh, stopping the tight ends and stopping Anderson and those guys coming out of the backfield because 
the Cowboys are pretty resigned to having to get their uh, clock management, their ball control offense out of the dinks and dunks. And I think you know they're going to be able to do that. Teams are going to be able to do that just by simply zoning the Cowboys. Ben and Skin subbing in for the rant today. We are out at Car Toys in Southlake. We invite you to come out here or to any Car Toys today. There are great deals going on. You will be amazed at the gifts you can get for your loved ones if you just come out here and check out their lowest prices guaranteed. Uh, coming up next, a little Thanksgiving gold. A uh, a little swim through my personal life. We're going to tell you about a story that happened last night that could lead to my divorce. Yes. Come on. Come on, he won. Get your drink on with a ticket slam. Bring it on. It's the Sports Radio 1310 The Ticket November Item of the Month. Just in time to help you fight through the boring holiday party season. It's a perfectly portable liquid libation container. And it's just the right size to sneak into a game, sneak into your office, or spike the party punch bowl. Feel the warmth of your favorite non-alcoholic beverage in the stainless steel flask emblazoned with a ticket logo. Click on the ticket.com and knock out all your holiday shopping while knocking your friends out at the same time. Surprise, surprise. Sports Radio 1310, the ticket. Talking about our teams in our town. Sports Radio 1310. The ticket. guys hanging out and talking sports. Proven you can do this as good as we can.
Welcome to Sports Radio 1310, the ticket. 5.5 million dollars. That is your ticket ticker. I'm Ty Walker reminding you to remember the time you spent listening to Ben and Skin on Sports Radio 1310, The Ticket. Sports Radio 1310, The Ticket. Reminding you that friends don't let friends take home ugly women. 11.55 on Sports Radio 1310, The Ticket. This is Ben and Skin subbing in for the rant today. And yeah, we're wrapping things up out of Car Toys at uh, 2550 East South Lake Boulevard at Kimball and South Lake. And uh, we highly advise you to come out here even more now that we're not going to be here. It'll be much more enjoyable for you. <laughs> Great deals on phones, anything for your car, car stereos. This place has everything. And they've got the best prices in town because they have the Car Toys price guard. They shop the competition for you. So you don't have to. We've had an action-packed show here today, Skin. Yes, we have been. And you know what? I'm gassed. It's been so action-packed. Right, but you're going to stick around for this last part, right? Uh, no, i got to go, man. Okay, hey, good show. Hey, you I'll too, call man. you later. I enjoyed it. Um, right now, I want to talk about uh, my personal life a little bit. And uh, Oh, wait. Let me get back on for this. Okay, good. It might lead to a divorce because I'm going to throw my wife under the bus a little bit here. Okay, so we had to go to Oklahoma to uh, spend some time with her relatives over Thanksgiving. So that would mean her relatives are from Oklahoma? Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks. Thanks for that, again. Uh We're coming back, and uh, we make it all the way, almost all the way home. We're on the George Bush Freeway. And I'm reading this book, Tales from the Dallas Mavericks, because I know we're going to have Jamie Aaron on today, and I want to I want to know what his book's about before I interview him. It's dangerous to read and drive at the same time, Ben. So my wife is driving. I'm riding shotgun. Oh, good call. Light on. Good call. All of a sudden, I hear her say, O.S. I'm like, what? What happened? I look behind me. There's sirens. We're all orders. Yeah, we're, we're, uh, we're getting pulled over. Uh-huh. So, so you you put the weed in the in the no no we we actually didn't have anything oh, okay so I I say uh, I say just pull over everything everything's gonna be okay this is actual audio just pull over always roll tape man everything's gonna be okay so we pull over the officer comes up to the car and he says we haven't said a word I didn't prep her for anything I didn't want to put too much in her head right the officer comes to the car he says 
Do you have any idea how fast you were going? She goes, about 80? <laughs> I was just like, are you kidding me? You didn't just volunteer that. Because I didn't know we were in a 55 or 6, what, what we're in, but... You know, if he clocked her at 78, clearly there's going to be a different price in the ticket between going 78 and a 60 and going 80 and a 60. And I could tell from his body language, he was just like, <laughs> okay, he scratched out the 78 and wrote, wrote in 80. Thanks for the layup. Yeah, thanks. And then just one last question to maybe let you get out of this. Any reason why you were speeding? Nope. <laughs> no. What? No, she's just, okay, I'm just going to go right up this ticket you just filled out for me. She has learned from a very young age to be very cooperative with the authorities, and I think that that's, that's respectful in this mm -hmm. name. It was very sweet, too, because I said, Cat! Well, her name's Cat. I said, Cat! What? Did, you didn't, what, did you, what happened? Why did you just, you should, you should have said, I was getting over, I had to speed up because I was getting over, there was a car blocking me off and I had to get over the exit. And no, I don't know how fast I was going. What, was I going about 70? My, my uh, speedometer's broken. And she, and she said, I'm sorry, I'm not a good liar. See, that's class. That's class, that is. And, I, and then I felt like such a slime ball because I would have all this stuff already ready to go. But, you know, we, when we just talked about it earlier in the day with her family, they were like, this guy was like, man, I get out of tickets every time. I just tell my brother to act retarded. You know, we get out of it, man. He drools from everything. And Cat goes, I never get out of tickets. And now I wonder why. Because you fill out the form for you. How fast do I go? Officer, did you get me at 80? How about 85? Let's round it up. How about 85? That's how fast I was going. I want you to know, Officer, I've been drinking. No, don't even worry about testing me. I'm drunk. But it's, it's funny. And there's, so, so the question is, is asked, how do you get out? of a ticket is there you know girls can cry a lot of times and get out of tickets i worked with the dallas police department uh you remember that monty montabias this police officer was at every maverick game got yeah. to be friends with him worked on fantasy island yeah i worked with him on a few things and and i asked him hey is there a way to get out of getting a speeding ticket is there a fail-proof way you can give me he said i'll tell you this when you're a rookie at the academy when you, all right let's talk about them boobs though <laughs> when you graduate they give you like a nice leather ticket book to put your tickets in most police officers take great pride in that book, and they try to use the same one right. for the for the rest of their career. So we hold on to that same we we hold on to that same book. And so if you're ever in a situation where you can threaten the safety of that book, like if you have a bunch of crap all over your hands or right. something, they're not going to hand you the book to sign it. So right. yeah, that's the way to get out of it. And I was I had this big question mark. I was like, what do you mean? How, how? He goes, I'll give you a perfect example. One night we're down by Reunion Arena, and this car is swerving all over the road. So I pull in behind it pull it over, I'm thinking the guy's going to be drunk. The guy's driving the car with his pants off, and he's got a big tub of I can't believe it's butter, or I can't believe it's not butter, or whatever that stuff's called, a big, huge tub of it, and he was making love to the butter. Who hasn't done that? <laughs> so he had butter all over his hands. Are you sure it was butter? And they did not write him a ticket because they didn't want to get butter all over their ticket book. Questionable butter at that. So they told him to clean himself up and drive home. He was clearly sober. So that's I why I carry things. butter with me in my car yeah. everywhere I go. Yeah, I carry rabbit feces. <laughs> so there it is. A little, a little Thanksgiving weekend. Yeah, happy holidays.
Yeah, so just carry some butter around with you next time the lights come on behind you. Everything is going to be all right. Hey, we'd like to thank everybody who was a part of this one. Uh, producing back at the station and the board op, Sean Bass what on badass. double duty. One of the green guys getting it done there at the ticket. Uh, engineering Chuck and Kern Chuck was overseeing this uh, operation in the van, asleep, looking at magazines. I'm not sure what he was doing. Sober. Kern was making it happen in here. It was great to have them both here. Uh, promotions, Kelly and Alan were here. Layla and Ty Walker on tickers. And uh, for Skin, I've been Ben. And we want to send a big shout-out to Car Toys, who are some great hosts for us today. By the way, don't uh, use us being out here as an excuse to come. You go to any Car Toys around you. This one out here on Southlake Boulevard is incredible. Uh, we've seen a lot of people walk out of here with great deals. We told you earlier we were here, and competitors were sending people over here to look for things that they didn't have at their store. So this is definitely the place to be, whether you need car, stereo equipment, a phone, whatever you need. Stop by Car Toys. Why not buy something somebody for Christmas this year that somebody would actually want? Buy a car and come get the toys. Don't buy a bad tie. Buy somebody a cell phone or some cool stereo equipment. But I uh, would like to thank everybody again for this show. I think it's been one of your best shows you've ever had, Skin. I've been really impressed with my effort today. We'll be back on again tonight uh, following the Mavs game with Minnesota, so make sure to tune into the Mavs post game for that. For Skin, I'm Ben saying happy two days after Thanksgiving. Is the ticket. KTDK Dallas Fort Worth. KTDK Sherman Denison. KTDK Sanger. There are those that believe you have to be in Bristol or L.A. to talk intelligently about sports. I guess that's true if you like interviews with authors of books about women's tiddlywings. This is Texas. This is Dallas Fort Worth. And this is the ticket. The first, the original, the live, local, all-sports station that gives you breaking sports news first guaranteed. Big name guests and information about our teams in our town every 20 minutes on the Ticket Tickers at 10.30 and... Welcome to Sports Radio 1310, The Ticket. Our guys talking about our teams in our town. Sports Radio 1310, The Ticket. Sports News First Guarantees. Sports Radio 1310. The Ticket.
This is The Ticket. KTCK, Dallas-Fort Worth. KTVK, Sherman-Denison. KTDK Sanger.